This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in on another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast, I am Danny Williams. Jake Meyer here is my co-host. He's producer of the product as well. Jake, how are you? Doing fantastic. Glad to have you back, Danny. I missed yeah. you the last week. I had to... You know, sit down with wow. the CEO, the boss. That was, you know, that was a little scary. That's like know? a punishment almost. So, I mean, <laughs> no, no offense, Nate, but I'm sorry, Jake, for making you have to go through that. And then you and Danny Bailey did one too. Yeah, me and Danny, we, yeah. we rocked it on Friday. You guys killed it with the with the preseason preview of the Seahawks game. Yeah. It was a it was a blast. Okay, well I'm glad you to be should, back. You should leave more often. Hey, what? That hurts. That's hurtful. You, you're the only one who's ever been known how to hurt me. Um, no, uh, I'm glad to be back. Uh, way to hold it down and make it happen for us, for the listeners of the podcast who um, you know find us anywhere you can find podcasts. We appreciate you guys. I'm at tweets Danny on Twitter. Jake at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. Check us out 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at MileHighSports.com on 98.1 FM as well. A lot of ways. To get involved with the show might be hard if you're in another state to get us on 98.1 fm but you can get us on the mile high sports app you can get us anywhere podcasts can be found subscribe to the podcast all that stuff's really important for us and to us so uh thanks for doing it jake the feeling i have here it's monday in the mile high city it's feeling like teddy is about to be announced like at the it, it, it Wolf Blitzer's up on the big screen. And, oh, look at uh, Illinois has went to uh, this presidential candidate. And, oh, uh, Joe Biden has won, you know, uh, California. And it's just you're adding the numbers up. And it just is starting to feel like we're about to announce Teddy Bridgewater as the starting quarterback. Um, and... You know, we had this thing a long time ago, Jake. We don't play that game necessarily. It feels a little dirty. It feels like Eric Goodman, you know? I'm like <laughs> I'm patting myself on the back a little bit. People but know me. We had, we had Teddy from day one. Teddy's better than Drew Locke. And, I'll, you know, Drew's been great this preseason. He's been great this preseason, okay? But these two preseason games, Jake, I think they've accounted for maybe 30 25% of the overall equation. Okay? Right, right. The preseason games themselves i think about half um of the other decision goes to all of the other things inside the walls of dove valley that we'll never know about and that the media will never see the intangibles well from the quarterback room stuff to the film study stuff to the locker room stuff to the football acumen and football savvy stuff in those departments it hasn't been close. Teddy slaughters Drew in all of those other areas. Uh, playbook stuff. I mean, you know, we don't think Teddy's probably got this, it's, uh, you know, soaked in this playbook uh, quicker than Drew has in two years of being here in th two or three months of Teddy really, really being here and been able to do real football stuff. The leadership stuff. You see Teddy Bridgewater. You they know, love him. You see He's him dancing on the sidelines with Garrett Bowles after the preseason game against the Seahawks. Yeah. I mean... He he definitely seems like he's taken over. It's just this what team. I, again, what's 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 holding the Broncos back from announcing it is the same thing. A little bit maybe why Broncos country some of these lock lovers, so I'm calling them, who it's like you know they're just all in on lock. They can't see it any other way. They believe in this guy. I call them lint lickers, uh, lint licking lock lick lovers. Um, it's like they can't. They're, they're all in on Locke. 
there they can't imagine Teddy as the quarterback and I'm not sure the reason why it might be the investment it might be the Broncos country tonight guys feeding you this kind of stuff it might be the um, um, I saw a little bit of well I want my own homegrown guy I want it to be Lux I want it to be homegrown the Broncos have never had a homegrown quarterback ever in the history of this franchise that they've ever had real success with from Tribuca to uh, Craig Morton to Elway to these are all guys from other teams, rentals, leases, uh, the fr- to Peyton to I forgot about uh, plumber in there. Okay, right. so can't do it. That's just they not just who can't. the Broncos have. Ever, that's not how they've ever gone about doing their business and had success doing it. It's just not the way. Again, so. Where are we at right now? It feels like the Broncos, it's Monday. I hope they announce Teddy as a starter today or tomorrow. Then you have two weeks to prepare to win week, you know, to actually prepare for preseason game or uh, regular season game number one and number two because you have three winnable games, bang, bang, bang. You go win these games. All of a sudden, people are talking about you. You're feeling different about yourself. Um, People are looking at you a little bit different, and then maybe something kind of happens. It's like the the water starts to boil a little bit, and then you can then start cooking. Yes. Oh, I just made that up. You like that? I do. It was. Yeah. Uh, I just came up with that. Yeah. That was nice. Thanks. Um, I said it on Friday. Even after the Broncos pick their starting quarterback, they select Teddy Bridgewater, which who it seems like it's going to be. Once they select Teddy Bridgewater, you're still going to have all those lock lovers oh, in the media. Yeah. You know, and they're going to be hyping him up. And they're always going to. He's always going to have to be looking over his shoulder. There'll a be little a lot bit. of people. Well, Teddy, the won't. controversy. Listen, that's not Teddy. The controversy will never end, though. Listen, bro. That's Drew Locke. Drew Locke will be looking over his shoulder, letting that stuff get the best of him. That's not Teddy. That is not Teddy. Um, to the point where if it's not him, he would support the other guys just in his makeup. It's just the kind of guy he is. He's got a lot of Ryan Fitzpatrick in him. Great But dude. also, you know, for the good stuff, you know, the um, gamer competitor want to go out there and just win. So... Um, I think it's Teddy. We've always thought it was Teddy. If you listen to the podcast, it's the beginning here. I've been doing this stuff for not quite a month yet. We've had Teddy since day one. We've almost, I feel like, talked too much about Teddy. I got to give you some credit because at times, I personally always thought that Teddy should have been the starter. Yeah. And should be the starter of this team. But I thought the ineptitude of this coaching staff would have put Drew Locke in that starting spot. Uh. So I got to give you credit for sticking to your guns Uh, because I... I, I thought Drew Locke might have got the start, but I thought Teddy should Listen, have. You're not a flake. You're not a flake. Wait, no one said he was a flake. Oh, sorry. Um, Listen, here, here's Jake. Wherever the wind takes him. Now, actually, you're, you know, you, you've made some, val- you know, really valid points on Locke and for those Locke supporters. And... Um, it did feel like that at one point. Actually, I think the lean was towards Locke. After the Vikings game. I think the game, initial it was lean at the highest. through a lot of points was towards Locke, certainly Broncos country. And again, I, there's a perception that Teddy Bridgewater's 33 years old and washed. <laughs> He's 28. And his, his, you know, football days, his best football days are ahead of him. Well, let's be very clear here. None of this means that we think the Broncos, led by... Teddy Bridgewater are going to win the AFC West. Okay. No. This proposition now becomes 10 win Teddy. He's, Ooh. if he could become 10 win Teddy, this team makes the playoffs. This team is relevant again. And then at that point, you can maybe invest in another, the next lock, the next guy. 
You can't try to find your Kaepernick or your Mahomes while your other starting quarterback is still you're having still having success with him and still growing around him. Or or what we said on the radio show, you have uh, just enough quarterback play like they had in Tim Tebow to go in a playoff game. So Peyton Manning, maybe a la Aaron Rodgers thinks this thing might look just good enough where I can go. Hey, if this guy can do this with these guys. Well, I could take him to the promised land. And I'll win a Super Bowl with him. So, and that goes the other way, too. They thought, you know, look at what they did with, listen, for one, I love the comp on Teddy being Jake Plummer. That was a good one. That was a great comp. Because Drew, uh, Jake Plummer was an ultimate loser, Jake. I mean, like the biggest loser, one of the great losers in NFL history through four years of a career and being serious with the Cardinals. Most guys would have washed out, but it was like a different era back then. He survived. And the jury, when Shanahan signed him, was very much still out on Jake Plummer. A lot of people thought he was a loser. Okay, he comes in here and becomes one of the greatest winners in the short term, like ever in NFL history next to like uh, Kurt Warner, who went to greatest show on turf and won it all. Jake Plummer was that that good. But also even the great Mike Shanahan thought, well, I see this guy in Jake Cutler, who's a little bit bigger, stronger, you know, faster, more traditional QB the way I like it. And they go move on from Plummer wrongly so. Wrongly so, not rightfully so, wrongfully so. Color didn't work out. And color didn't work out. But it's like the perception of let's the build it up, let's build it up, and who's gonna put it over the top? Shanahan might have been before his time. And like um Jim Harbaugh, who Alex Smith has these guys rolling, and all of a sudden Alex Smith well gets maybe hurt, uh, a busted ankle for a week and should come back and be able his team. They put Kaepernick in, Kaepernick in there, and the rest is history. Right, and I you said something there that I I really that really resonated. Okay, it was where you said Jake Plummer survived. Teddy Bridgewater said that he's a survivor, and that he is ready for this opportunity wherever he goes. To make him make his team the best that they can be, and now that he's survived the tougher parts of his career, Carolina with a terrible and coaching Joey staff, all, all that and the being knee injury, still. and now he's here in with Denver this opportunity for a chance to revitalize That's his career. Way better than the Drew Locke story, guys. Ten times better. That's way better than the Drew Locke wannabe Josh Allen story. That's a wannabe. That's a I I and Zeering playing the role of uh, Drew Locke. Um, you know when there is no real star. You know uh, to match the star power of a Josh Allen. If that made any sense, Locke has gotten better. Locke is just not good enough. I'm sorry. And you know, is Teddy good enough to go into a Super Bowl with? Of course not. I don't think that that's the case. I really don't believe that's true at all. But also, Teddy's um, he's a respectable NFL quarterback who's lived a football lifetime through what he's went through in five years. And now at the end, he's still only 28 years old with you know, uh, been through a lot, um, grown man strength now and experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like a grown up, and yep. Locke's not. He's been through a lot, and that's it. That's kind of what I got on it. That's what I. That's how I believe it to be. So, um, let's call this the halfway point, maybe the um, three through three quarters point of this podcast. It's a Monday. We're going to do podcasts all the rest of the week, and I'm hopefully, you know, I think we get a starting quarterback to talk about tomorrow. If not, then I think we wait. You know, literally for two more weeks until regular season game number one, where Vic plays that dumb game of making the opposition have to 
completely prepared for two quarterbacks. Hopefully not to do that. Okay. But I'm Danny Williams, Jake Meyer sitting next to me. I'm at tweets, Danny on Twitter. Jake's at Jake Meyer radio on Twitter as well. Find us, uh, milehighsports.com. Find this Broncos blitz podcast, anywhere you find podcasts like Spotify. Okay. Spreaker more Podbean. Okay. Never heard Apple of it. Apple podcast. Uh-huh. Sounds made up. Uh, anywhere you can find podcasts. Really? So subscribe to the podcast and then rate, review, comment on the podcast. That stuff's powerful for podcasts as well. So get at us, okay? Um, next, I want to talk about a couple things here, okay? This is the add-on to now the, like, momentum that we might be f- moving towards or feeling like with the starting quarterback, Teddy, all the success they had in these pre- two preseason games, seeing if we could bottle it up and, you know, carry that, move that forward and turn that into real uh, regular season winning football. Okay. All right. So how is that going to happen? Not just by Teddy, not by just what we had going in next year. It's the new characters. And what this team has been lacking over the last three or four years is game-changing playmakers, stars, superstars. Vaughn's the only star on this team. Right. Justin Simmons, it's hard to be a star as a safety. People, he's just getting the recognition he deserves. Mm-hmm. Stars come from skill positions. You know what I mean? Oh, not, yeah. You know, not always, but like name me a superstar of safety. You know, there's great safeties in the league, just not superstars. Jamal Adams, I, I get guess. It. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I get it. But he's like an afterthought. No one ever considered when we're talking about the best no. players in football. I wouldn't mention Jamal Adams. So my point, who are going to be these guys for the Broncos? How do we get to 10-win Teddy? How do we get to the 10 wins? Well, these, you know, new explosive playmaking guys that have a chance to be earth altering and franchise moving. Let me give you an example. The Titans were a fledgling 500 team who had some nice pieces until Derrick Henry. He said, um, talk to Eddie George. Okay, not quite a Hall of Famer, but a great you know, running back in his own right. Eddie George is underrated all the mm-hmm. time. You know, another former Titan. Instead, he told him, you just got to start, you know, being reckless, putting your body on the line, and being the guy that you look like and not a guy trying to be avoid tackles as a big uh, a running back uh, and trying to show your uh, Willie Parker-like, you know, right. catch the ball abilities and just go wreck fools. Dominate. Just dominate. And ever since he did that, the Titans now have – they're, they're – they're, one of the best teams in the AFC, and this year I think a legitimate Super Bowl contender have turned the corner. We're real competitive the last couple of years. Special, special. How does that you know happen? Based off of one guy. Okay, again, um, Tannehill's the compliment to Derrick Henry, a great compliment, perfectly matched. Tannehill threw thirty touchdowns, underrated, great, great, great. But like the motor, the lifeblood of it all, it's all Derrick Henry, King okay? Henry. So. Javante Williams, is he cut from that same kind of cloth? Is he cut from that same kind of mold? Brandon Jacobs has been pretty damn good for the Raiders. If they had anything else, you know, to surround him or help him with, they look like a pretty good team. He's the, he's, he's their everything. Um, give me some other running backs that are just everything for their teams. You know, Kamara, we'll see how valuable he is to his team now. I think he helped extend Drew Locke's career the last couple of years with the dinks and the dunks and the easy throws. I think Drew Locke probably retires a little bit sooner without Breeze. the help of a guy like, what'd you say? Breeze, you're saying Drew Locke. Oh, my gosh. Really? Why did I say that? God, get him He's off. on your mind. Oh, my God. That was crazy. Um, Drew Brees. Sorry. I got the Drew. Um, you see what I'm saying, though, right? Right, right. You know, guys like Edit that out Ezekiel Elliott. You know, I mean. For sure. With, you know, with and without those guys. Saquon, with or without. What are you? Uh, Delvin Cook, with or without. <clears throat> That's just those guys at that position. Okay. 
Um, give me another potential game-changing guy who could be, you know, so earth-altering for this team that this team goes from, you know, uh, respectability to playoff contention. And, you know, we talked about this before. You know, you could say it could be Pats or Tan, but how much difference is a corner really going to make for your team? I think Pats or Tan is going to make a, a big difference, but not game-altering, game-changing, game-breaking changes. So I'm going to go with Jerry Judy. Mm. You know, he's not a new face, but... He fits perfect what we're trying to say right, here. Right, he is a game-breaker. Yeah. If, if he takes that leap to where everyone thought he would be last year. And do you know what that looks like? And we can like define that. Um, five times this season, catching a ball in the middle of the field or on the Broncos side of the field and taking it to the house. Blowing yes. the doors off and looking like one of the best players in the NFL. That I mean, th- that's, that's five moments of game-changing, earth-altering kind of stuff that... Um, it's everything. It's your everything goes plays like that and players like that. That's you know how you win games. That's how you change the turn the tide of games, and that's how you become playoff you know competitive. Let me give you another one or two, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Sertan. Okay, say Sertan, supported by a really good secondary, doesn't have to go be like another team's starting corner that they drafted mm-hmm. high in the first round where it's like him and no one else and you're getting everyone's AJ Greens and Julio Joneses and all those guys, you know, uh, Justin Jefferson's best receiver every single week. That's not going to happen now. Sertan's going to, you know, they're going to put him on some second receivers, on some third receivers to have mismatches there to make some plays and he will be able to cover number one receivers too as well. Say he has three or four interceptions here in the season mm-hmm. instead of just like zero or just one. Say he's a three or four pick guy, five pick he just finds the ball, the ball, ball finds him. He's one of those guys, one of those guys. That is tide turning, bro. That's in close games where the NFL, from the best team to the worst team, where the worst team could beat the best team on any weekend, and most things are kind of created equal in the end, and everything basically in the NFL, really even in a 10-point you know, lopsided win or 15-point, lop, 14-point lopsided win, is comes down to really like five or six key moments or plays inside of a game. Those are the guys now who make those kind of plays. And the Broncos, maybe, say two of these guys turn into those that we just mentioned, let alone mm-hmm. some of the other guys we could talk about, which we won't. We'll save. Oh, give me one more. I think that, no, I'm going to touch on Pat Sertan for a minute. Okay, let's do it. Um, you know, Sertan, I think what can make him into a game changer is his versatility. Yeah. Uh, with not having to be that number one corner, like you said, especially with a, a great defense around him, he can play a little bit of slot corner and he could play on the edge. He can do it all. So I would say that makes him a game changer uh, just because you're never going to know where he's at on the field. And quarterbacks are going to, he's going to feast on quarterbacks not knowing where he's at. All right, let's keep this podcast tight. This thing is over with. Um, subscribe to this podcast, like this podcast, rate, review this podcast, hit us up, tell us you're liking it. Your, uh, you know, our numbers grow every single day from this podcast. Um, now that training camp is over and the time of the show, we're going to be able to add guests to this podcast. Much needed, um, not only because we like to add a little flavor into it, but also there's so we have a lot a great relationship with tons of guys who are the best in the business at doing this kind of stuff. Plus, we're great too. So. Uh, Um, We will be back tomorrow with another edition of this podcast. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.